all the desire. Oh, oh. I just want it so bad. Oh, you know. Amazing. And it just seems so real. It's right there. Just want to reach out and touch it. For what all disappears. Sometimes it feels like, like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I, I gotta be strong. Gotta hold on. Won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean I know my ship is coming in Just at the horizon And right where the sky is Out there on the ocean Know my ship is coming in So don't leave me hanging I would travel to the seven seas. I will even go wherever the wind blows me. I'll do anything to find my destiny. It's like fighting with gravity, and it's bringing me down. If this world is really round, then tell me. Wednesday, but we'll see how that goes. 
But yeah, tomorrow's week thirty nine, so it might be the last one before the baby gets here. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Well, for same here with the weather. Actually, for October, I, I got out today and and just kind of uh, try, trying to get some business going. And it was by the time it seemed like it was really nice the earlier part of the day, but by the time one o'clock or so, it just it, it, it was so hot. And we were talking about how for October it's it's just how the seasons are changing because typically October is a bit cooler. Um, mm-hmm. But we've had some hot weather here, so um, I don't know. We'll see how far it goes, but I like it. I like it. So um, okay. moving right along, uh, tonight's topic, you guys. Well, let's let's. I guess we should should give a give our housekeeping things first. Uh, for those of you, I do have the ch- well the chat room. Why now? Are you in the chat room? Mine is trying to open up. I'm gonna try again here though. I keep keep forgetting to do uh, whatever. That's I okay. am I'm gonna... trying to launch it now. Uh, no, nope, it won't let me in. I'm okay. I'm actually on a different computer, so it may not even let me in. Okay. I don't know why mine keeps talking about the flash, and I did that. But either either way, I'll get it. I'll get it connected somehow. I may get my other computer and log on because it will allow that one probably because it's a bit more up to date. I'm stuck on my old um, computer, you guys. I need to just. Uh, I have a new one, but I like my old one better. <laughs> so uh, that's one of my my. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. One of my things where I just get used to stuff, and I I don't care how old and outdated it is. If it works, I like it. I love it actually. So I don't know. I guess I need to upgrade in that area. But anyway, the chat line will get on there, you guys. So if you're listening, um, just hang tight or just call in, 818-691-7406. Same with uh, Face. those of you who listen through Facebook or any parts of social media. Um, hopefully hopefully you guys have something to contribute tonight, and you can do that at 818-691-7406 um, if you have a question or a comment. We like to tell you guys about our trash can baby as well. Um, I feel like that is just that 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 whole concept is it connects with all of our topics because really it's about change. It's about um, growing, really finding yourself. Tonight's topic it, it helps you just figure out where you are and how easily it is to get stuck. So what we ask that you do is move your trash can from one location to another, preferably one that you visit frequently. And in doing that, um, monitor how often, or do you, do you return back to its old location, or or do you quickly adapt to um, the change? I have not met anyone that has told me, I should say, that I've not heard of anyone that has moved the trash can and then went just automatically started going to where they moved it to. That person I'd like to have sit down and have a conversation with. Not saying that it's not possible, but again, uh, I have not had that experience. So move your trash cans um, or trash can, and then again determine how often you go back to its old location, or do you? And then if you have family, even spouse, children. Ask them to do the same thing. Get them in on it and then have a discussion. Why do you think you, you know, go back to where it was? 
How long does it take you to adjust? And then when you adjust, move it again, move it again. Because every now and then I'll find, I'll, I'm getting better, but, but I've been at this for a long time, and I'll move other things and from a place I've always had it, and then I realize I go back for that particular thing. So it is, it, it is, it's challenging, but it's also um, thought-provoking. It gets you to thinking about life and being in cruise control mode for life. So, Rodney, anything going on with you? Any new stuff besides Baby Jordan? I think you're kind of on uh, cruise control now, just waiting it out, huh? So nothing really new happens. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Um, I haven't, I haven't done uh, the. The only thing that we've probably done is um, declined invitations. Um, <laughs> I did get um, I did get a couple a couple of emails. I feel like, but I'm not sure how you know how genuine they were because um, they kind of came late and uh, even some were even after like the deadline. So I was like, uh, was this really you reaching out to me, or was this um, you know, or was this uh, you know you just didn't get who you wanted or, you know, didn't have enough people. But if it weren't for the baby, I probably would have accepted them anyway because I try not to let things like that get in the way um, just because you, you, you just never know um, what's waiting for you, even, you know, even when people have um, ill intentions, um, you know, God can, 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 can turn it around and work it out for your good. So, um, the fact that you know we're we're anticipating the baby made it easier to say uh, no, I won't be there. Uh, <laughs> but um, but um, you know, but other than that, I mean, every, everything has been good. Uh, we uh, we feel like we're at a good place where the baby's concerned, and we've we we've uh, come across some good um, pediatricians. We um, uh, we feel like we're in a good place where the, you know, daycare is concerned, and you know, those are very important things because kids need supervision, and they also, you know, get sick, so you need somebody to take care of them. So uh, we feel like we're in a good place where those those things are concerned. So that's about the important uh, thing going on in my life. Um, I will say, um, and I won't dig into it too much, but. Um, this past Saturday, uh, my guy friends um, all got together to kind of celebrate um, the coming of the baby, and uh, it was nice. It was about 12 guys, um, one Asian guy, and then, you know, um, a few black guys, a few white guys, and it was interesting um, just to see the dynamics um, in the room because, you know, it, on one hand, you have, you know, <laughs> you, you have people from, from different walks of life. I mean, you have, uh, you know, guys who are, are just really street guys. And then you have educated guys. I and mean, then you have, you know, um, guys who, you know, are from parts of America where, you know, you're 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 not supposed to like any other race but yours. But it was interesting to see how, no matter how different people's backgrounds were, um, or no matter you know what people's personality was, just 
seeing how, regardless of differences, we can get along, I think spoke volumes to um, where we could be as a society if we really wanted to. And, you know, I, I, I know <laughs> certain people, um, I know issues that they have um, with certain things and, you know, they were surrounded by that. And I even asked one guy, you know, why didn't you say something when this occurred? And he said, because I was there for you. He was like, I wasn't there for any other reason. And I think it's amazing how um, when we keep our mind on the task at hand or we keep our mind on the purpose, so many other things that we would get upset about or we would react to, we don't. And, you know, that was that comment. And so imagine if we lived in a society where that was that that was our focus. Imagine if we lived in our in a society where we didn't allow ourselves to get distracted. And if we just said, you know what? That is not who I am. That is something that bothers me. That is something I don't like. But you know what? That also is not affecting my purpose at this very moment, or I'm not going to allow it to. And so I think that, you know, I think, you know, for me, one of the things that I took away from that, other than the fact that I was just grateful that these guys did it, uh, because, what you know, there was food and there was, um, you know, there was, there, there were drinks, but, you know, and, and the guys, all they had to do was just bring diapers. Um, so, it was, you know, it was one of those things. And, you know, one of my friends, we were looking for a place to have it. I called him up, and he, it was instantly, absolutely, we can do it here. He even cooked on the grill and even, you know, bought some stuff when he didn't have to. But it was just interesting to see how people can come together, regardless of what their differences are, if they keep in mind why they are there in the first place. And I think if we think about that, even in terms of, you know, us being born and being on earth, if we can just keep our mind on why we are here in the first place, a lot of the things that keep us bound wouldn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, as it relates to this topic, like, the more you find yourself, the more people you lose. Well, just a question, you know, could it be that you can't find yourself because you haven't lost any people? Ooh, wee. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, Say or, that again. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just, just thinking about it, I mean, you know, why is it that you can't find yourself? And why is it? And to find something means that it's lost. Why are you lost? Yes. I think that, you know, we have to, uh, it's funny when I was, when I was teaching, uh, when I was like, you know, when I was in the classroom, one of the things that we started doing to help the kids understand what they were reading was instead of asking them questions and, and, and them giving us answers, 
we started having them form questions that could be answered. So they would read, instead of reading a paragraph, if somebody said, hey, you know, how did this impact the character? It was, okay, read this paragraph and then come up with a question for somebody else to answer. And so you could tell how well they understood the text or where they were, as, as, uh, you know, as far as comprehension by the questions they asked. If they asked a real basic question like, what was the character's name, then you knew, okay, you know, they're thinking on this level. But if they, you know, if they're asking questions like, well, how did, you know, the, how did Sarah's dad passing away impact her decision to go into to the military? Now, you know, okay, this kid is thinking on, on a deeper level. So I think, you know, just asking questions, you know, like, you know why is it that you're that that you need to be found or that you haven't found yourself? Why is it that you're lost? Mm. So back over to you, Tammy. <laughs> That's deep. Um, let's just end the show. <laughs> That's deep. You know, um, I was thinking about the same thing about. Finding yourself mean is is really just saying you you're, you're lost or at least you feel like you're lost. And I think one mm. of the because I initially wanted to say you know just label it finding yourself, and then I ran across that quote. You know, like the more I find myself, the more people I lose. And for you to come back and reverse that thing, and you're right because so often I think we find ourselves here, or and and not saying that it's a that it doesn't happen from time to time where you feel like, I don't know, like something is just not adding up, you feel a little lost, you feel a little off. Um, I think it's kind of natural in life from time to time to feel that way. But if you you find yourself feeling that way more often than not and you are – in a you're stuck there. You're kinda of stuck there. Mm-hmm. And in reading about this I was I, I read and, and they were saying one article I read said that, you know, feeling lost or feeling like you've lost yourself is similar to a grieving process. You know, losing someone to death. And I related that, you know, biblically to Galatians twelve, how we it says we should be dying to self. Um and for those who lose their life will gain it. Um, I think all that gets us caught up because, number one, we spend so much time, and going back to what you said about these people, people like you, maybe you feel lost because you haven't lost, you, you're not w- willing to give people up. Give those people up who are toxic for you and to you. And, we get lost, we get caught up with titles, with connections, uh, with feelings, you know, well, I've known this person, uh, well, this person is this, that, this, that, and the other to me. And I'm not saying we walk away from people, but if someone, and I'll take it off of someone, if, if you uh, are allowing yourself to dance to someone else's music or you are living your life, based on what others expect of you, you're going to find more often than not. Like, you're going to, and I think a lot of people are doing that, Rodney, that 
trying to live up to the expectations of the way I, you know, like the things that are just kind of fashions, the things that pop up and now this is the new thing to do. How often do we consistently try to keep up society when it relates to the from a new iPhone, anything, the newest the newest thing we want it or the next best thing we want to be attached to it. And I think we get we're fighting with ourselves and we get lost or feel like we, we are lost and we go through this pro this grieving process because you are losing yourself. And we were created mm-hmm. to put it here for purpose. We all have a purpose. We all have um well maybe not passion for that purpose outwardly, but I think internally that there is a fight, a struggle with self when we are out of um out of our own personal realm, I guess is how I say that. Like there's something inside of us that knows that, that that relates to who we were created to be. Like there's a seed planted in us that I think we have never water but will never grow. And if we water it, maybe we water it out of season, maybe we water it too much or not enough mm-hmm. at all based on someone else's expectations of 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 who we are or what we should be doing, um, listening to others, not allowing ourselves to know who we are enough so that our yes mean yes and our no mean no. And and the Bible speaks of that. You know, let your let your yes be yes and your no be no. But how and it says anything more than that I think it's saying don't waver. Know who you are and know your value. Know what is important to you. Know what um who you are so that when things come up it's yay or nay for me, no in between. And so I think that, like just getting caught up, trying to please people, living based on their expectations, and always trying to be accommodating when it goes against where you are in life. Even something as simple as if someone asks you to do something and you really, it's it's just really not for you to do, you really do not want to do it. How often... And it, and, and it may not be productive. It may not be, may not it, it will may not do anything for you. But how often do we just say yes to save face? It could be something as small as that. You're giving yourself away, giving pieces of way pieces of yourself away, daily, consistently, and getting nothing in return. Like you're not filling yourself back up because you're trying to please the world and people. And there's no growing in that. There's no growing. Um, I was talking to a, a friend of mine was here, still is, from Germany. I hadn't seen her in seven years. And we've probably talked this entire seven years since she left. We may have talked, I don't know, five times. Um, and we stay over, over breakfast as if talking every day. And she was telling me that 
she no longer she's Tammy, I never I no longer live my feelings. I I just know I don't react to my feelings. I react to who who I know I am I know I have to do. So um it just it it's a it's a topic that we all need to ask ourselves, is this me? Because the first thing is accepting the fact you feel lost and doing it on your life. Why? This way consistently. And it's why. So, Rodney, is there a way? I hear going again. Are you outside? No? No, I'm inside. It sounds like your phone is going in and out, though. Really? Okay. It's like heavy breathing or wind or something. But so mine is going in and out. It is sounds like it. Okay. Uh, okay. It sounds fine right now. Yeah. Okay. Then I took it off the speakerphone, so maybe um, it's just not jiving tonight. Um, let's see. Yeah, I got a text. Sounds like heavy breathing. Okay. Sweet so good. Okay. Um, so you guys tell us if it's, if it's better. I took it off of uh, speakerphone. But um, so, Rodney, back over to you. Any thoughts on any of that? Yeah, I want to go back to the part where you were talking about uh, the internal struggle. Um, because there's a scripture that says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and, and, and rulers of darkness. Mm-hmm. And I think that we 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 often forget that there is like that we we often make things physical right because that's what we're used to like we 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 associate everything that happens with the physical aspect of us because that's what we see for the most part we don't really you can't really see your spirit or your soul and but I can sit here and look at my leg, or I can sit here and look at my arm. I can't look at what's on the inside of me. Same thing if I'm looking at another person. I can't see what's on the inside of them. I can't read their mind. And so we associate everything with the physical. However, the physical is only here so that we can survive on earth, because without the physical, we can't be here, Right. So the inner part of us, though, is the living part of us. Because even in Genesis, it talked about how, you know, God made man from the dust of the ground. Well, he made his body from the dust of the ground. But it wasn't until he breathed the breath of life into the man that he became a living soul. So without your spirit man and your soul man, there, there, there's no you. And that's why when breath leaves your body, you're dead. And so we have to remember that there's an internal struggle that's always going on inside of us. And there's a scripture that says, even when I do good, evil is right there. And we think that it's a thin line between love and hate or good and evil, just a movie. No, it. it it's real. And so because it's real, you have to put your focus on the internal. 
You have to put your focus on your thoughts, on your desires, on your decision-making. These are the things that we have to improve. And what we don't realize is the more you work on those things, the more you um, put attention to those things, the more you focus on those things, the better the physical will be, the better your life will be if you just focus on what's on the inside of you. Because we don't believe this, but we see the way that we see because of what's on the inside of us. We could easily have a different perspective. And that's why we get caught up in, well, I don't know how a person could think that way. Well, that's because we think that the way that we think is the right way. But there's a reason why people believe in Buddha. There's a reason why people believe in Muhammad. There's a reason why people believe in homosexuality or there are people who don't believe in it. There's a reason why people will get in their mind that it's okay to go and kill other human beings. So it's, it, it, it's not to be taken for granted that you don't have a certain mindset or that you do have a certain mindset because those things are not a given. And just like we hear all the time, if you want anything, you have to fight for it. So if you want a sound mind, you can have one. You don't have to suffer or you don't have to, you know, think a certain way or be a certain way. But in some cases, you have to really fight for it. And there are times when people accept things. Your perspective, if you just look at the people around you, your perspective could easily be different. But why isn't it? You could, you, if you're a Democrat, you could easily be a Republican. But why aren't you? Ask yourself these questions. Because the inner man will always be greater than the external man. Skin is not a living thing. Your bones are not living things. It's the person that is on the inside of you, the person that only you know. And people will say all the time, oh, you should know me better than that, should they? Do you know you better than what you present to the world? Do you really know who you are? And I remember, Tammy, when um, there was a a major shift in my life um, around the time that I was 24. 20, no, I'm sorry, 23. Major shift in my life. No, I'm sorry, 24. Major shift in my life. And I was going from that place that you talked about earlier. I was going from that place where um, I was being the Rodney that people expected. Mm. I was being that Rodney that everybody knew, that everybody wanted to see. And the reason why 
everybody wanted that Rodney or wanted to see that Rodney or be around that Rodney was because that Rodney was controllable. That Rodney would do things even if he didn't want to. That Rodney would do things even if he was miserable. So they that was the Rodney that people wanted. That was the Rodney that people counted on because they had been failed by everybody else. They had been failed by all the other young people. Because all the other young people, even in the church, had decided I don't uh uh I want to have a baby. Or I'm not coming to church anymore. I'm not singing in the choir or I don't want to be active in the church or I'm dropping out of high school or I'm not going to college. All the other young people had made these decisions. And so it was like Rodney was the last hope. And so when I decided I was no longer going to be that person that they expected, I saw the real then. But just like the title says, I started to find out who I was. I started to find out what I wanted in life, not what people told me I wanted in life. I started to find out who I really was, not who people said I was. And when I did that, it was scary for me, and it was heartbreaking for them because to them they had lost control. I was gaining control, but because I had I had never had that control before, not even over my own life, it was scaring me because I, I didn't know what to do. It was sort of like what we've heard about slavery. When, you know, after the Civil War, a lot of slaves were like, well, we're better off in slavery because you don't know. You're so used to being bound, you have no idea what to do the moment you're free. You're like, okay, I'm free. I want to go have a good time. Oh, I'm free. I want to, you know, I just want to take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, I'm free. And, you know, what do I do next? And you just, you feel paralyzed mm-hmm. because you honestly don't know because no one ever gave me the tools to stand on my own two feet because they always wanted to be the people that held me up by my arms. They didn't want me to stand on my feet. They didn't they didn't want me to know what that felt like. Why do you think that is, Rodney? Why do you why do you think people because I do um I think that's there's so much truth to that, but why do you think people um will not allow or don't they feel supported when um when you're going into that journey? Like people want to be the one holding you up. Um, I think it goes back to, I think a lot of it has to do with insecurity. I think that there are a lot of insecure people, and that's why people have to be the ones to take credit when you're successful. I've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why people have to be the be the uh, the first one to say something. That's why they have that. That's why they they want to be the one to say, "Ooh." I told you so, or they didn't I tell you, or 
remember when I said, or yeah, you know, they'll be talking to people and yeah, I remember when he was going to do this and I was the one that, you know, you know, pulled him to the side of, because people make it about them. Yeah. It doesn't matter in, in a lot of people's eyes, the people that, that 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 you're asking about, Tammy. Picture somebody going out to run a race, and the people that you're asking about, they don't care as much about you finishing the race as they do for getting credit for being your trainer. Mhm mhm they 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 only want to see you finish the race because it makes them look good, and I think a lot of people just have low self esteem and therefore they need validation yeah. they yeah. need a pat on the back. they can't just go and it, it, it's so funny you said that Th- these <laughs> um I was talking to a teacher today and I said, please don't ask me about a reward system. I said, because I may not be the best person to talk about because this has been, you know, something that, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's kind of popular in education. Um, but it's something that I'm just like, uh, no, it, it, it's not me. And basically what people, when when you hear people talk about reward systems, um, especially for kids, is basically let's reward them for doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I've told many teachers over my career, not rewarding any kid for doing what they're supposed to be doing. Now, what I what I've always done is I – just out of the blue, will do something. Even if it's, you know, b- b- because you, you know, turn your homework in. I'm not going to do it every time you turn your homework in. But when you're not expecting it, I'm going to say, you know what, here's the reward for the people who always do their homework. I mean, but months will go by. But there there are people who want to add, you know, let me give you a, let me give you a check mark every time you give me a homework. Let me give you a sticker every time you give, my, give me your homework. Because people want to be recognized for every single thing that they do. That's why, you know, when it comes to, I don't know if you've seen this, Tammy, on social media, where people, you know, they argue back and forth because, you know, somebody will post something and then somebody will share it and not give them credit for it. And they're like, hey, you're still in my meme. Yeah. But it's like everybody wants to be, everybody wants to be the one to get credit for it because, oh, this this got a thousand likes on your page, so now let me share it. And then if it gets two likes on theirs, and then somebody else steals it, and it gets twenty five, well, you stole it from me. And it's like, wait a minute, is it about people liking your 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 post, or is it about this is just funny? So that I mean, and, and insecurity, I think, leads to so many other things. Insecurity right. will lead you to not being able to celebrate someone. And I don't mean, you know, you don't show up to their graduation, but I mean that you will show up to somebody's graduation and in your mind, in your heart, be like, uh, I really don't want to be here. 
Or you so make see, their celebration about you. Yeah, like, and right. also, or, like, or, what you were saying, like, you make you make what should be about someone else about mm-hmm. you. It's kind of like, and, and yep. you guys, when I say, I had, Rodney, I had this, I had today, um, I let this guy out, you know, how you're in traffic and, and, uh, I let him, you know, of course I stopped so he could come out and automatically you just look for people to throw a hand up or something. And I found myself quickly saying he didn't even have enough, um, whatever I said to, to just say thank you. And something just quick is like, it ain't even about getting thank you. It's about letting him out. It's not about you. Like, you don't know this man. He doesn't know you. What is that about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to throw his hand up. And so it's like, for me, for me, when life, I feel like my life talks to, talks to me, talks back to me with what I need to hear. And sometimes we need that from humans. Like, we need to, our yes to be yes, our no's to be no, um, I can just simply tell that I'm not there, but I'm growing from where I allowed myself to get to be. Kind of like that grief stage, the the first one is denial. And I think so many of us are in denial about where we really are internally. Why do we need Mm -hmm. to be esteemed? Like, why do we need to be validated from from people who have not quite learned how to accept themselves. Like we're, what we're looking for and who we're looking for it from, if we just really think about it, it's kind of impossible. And just like what you said, Rodney, about maybe we have not found ourselves because we are not willing to lose some people. Yeah. Also, we also try to make people who we are even though we are lost, like we, we're still looking for our purpose, looking for ourselves, looking to find out or, journey, you know, going this journey to try to find out who am I, do I understand myself? But at the same time, we will want people to think like, think like us, act like us, believe like us, eat, even like what we like. How many times do you have people like you, you like what you like, like, oh, why are you eating that? You eat that? Yeah. Everybody doesn't eat what you eat. Like, we have esteemed ourselves so highly. I think we put ourselves even before God. And so how can you or how can we um, be grounded if, you, if we see ourselves? Because we're really here, my opinion, to glorify the word, glorify God's kingdom, glorify God. But we want the glory. We want the glory. We want to be, and, there's, and and I get it. Like you, yeah, you want people to be appreciative. You want people. There's nothing wrong with wanting people to say thank, thank you, or you know that was, that was really good. Whatever. But when that, when we need that, when it is a need that takes over our growing, that will change the course of your day if things are not done exactly how you want them to be done, when you want them to be done, then it then it changes. Even your attitude change. The way that you treat people change. The way that you respond to yourself. The negative thoughts. The drama. And so the battle is not with other people. 
is with yourself. Because the minute you begin the journey of self, meaning growing, dying to self, what are you dying to? You have to know, what is it that I'm dying to? What are the things that I I am no longer attached to? Because I don't want to be. These are unhealthy things. They were unhealthy things for me. And so it becomes a matter of, Knowing who you are, understanding who you are, accepting who you are, the positive and the negative, and letting getting to a point where you're no matter what stage you're in, that you're working, that your yes means yes and your no means no, that there's no wavering. Now, will we always be there? Always get there? Absolutely not. But if those are your intentions, if that's your intention then you're going to hit that mark more often than not. And so finding yourself, first of all, why are you why are you lost? What actions have you been allowing? What people are you allowing to snatch your spirit, your soul away every day? And sometimes it's not people. Sometimes it's things. We put up with so much. You guys, I wish I could share this, but I'll, I'll be talking a little bit too much because it's, it's kind of a private matter. But something <laughs> happened, and, like, and it involves other people, but something happened this weekend that I knew for a fact that I am no longer caught up with people. Like, when you can make a choice and not feel guilty, a cho- when you can make a decision, to do what's best, not based on how it makes people feel. That was a it, it, it was a huge just for me to see it. Like you you may think you're there, but to put it into action, like somebody did something supposedly for me, and it was kind of off the wall kind of thing. And I'm like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, totally not accept. I'm not. I can't accept it. Because mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense. Like it just doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, if it if it rattles my spirit, I have to listen to my spirit. And it could have been totally okay, but the 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 message could have been, or the lesson could have been, can you hear me speaking to you? Can you hear? And will you do? Will you obey? Sometimes the things that we go through, I think a lot of times the things that we go through, if we would just stop and say, okay, God, what is this about? Instead of looking outwardly to people and to those things, woe, it's me, woe, it's me, woe, it's me, Um, or it's always somebody else's fault. They didn't do this. They did this. They should have did this. What is it? You get what you need to get first. And find out now what can I give away and what can I give up? Or what needs to be given away and what needs to be given up? Because sometimes it's just about you getting, you growing. And, and, and Rodney, before I turn it back over to you, I also think we got to get out of this thought, pre- thought process that life is going to be perfect. Like nothing should happen in our lives, that we should have these fabulous days every day. 
um, the sun's going to shine every day on us and, you know, that this 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 thought where life is just going to be a box of chocolates, as, as my boy said, you know, every day, that's not, that's just not, it's not so. Why not us? Why not me? Why not you? And what do we do in those moments? Because in order to grow in faith, in order to to trust, even in order to get to know yourself or to find yourself again, you got to realize you're lost and where you are. And how did I get here? In order to get get back, if you get lost in the woods, you keep going or wherever, you keep going, you keep going, you don't turn around, guess what? You're deep, you're more lost. And now that journey back is going to be longer. It's probably going to be more difficult. There are no quick fixes. But the first step is owning it, owning it, and saying, where am I? Who am I? Why am I? And what do I want from here? What does God say about this? What is my purpose? And going to God daily. I finally did what I've been telling people to do, um, and I would do it a little bit here, a little bit there, I'll start, I'll stop, but I have been consistently journaling, consistently. When my when my head feels, when my heart feels, I write it down. I carry my little book. I bought one, and I started writing in it rather than just letting the book sit and be pretty, and it's called Prayers and Praises. I write everything in it. And I was telling Sella the other day, I said, God bless anybody who has the audacity or the nerve to pick it up because your name just might be in here. (laughs) So it has no locks on it. So I said, if anybody decides to pick it up and say, oh, I just want to see what she's saying, you better beware because your name just might be in here. (laughs) Can't be responsible if your feelings get hurt. I won't be responsible. I'm like, oh, well, you know, we can talk about it. You want to talk about how I was feeling? But I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to ask anybody differently because it's my feelings. It is how I am feeling. It is what's in me that I need to get out, wrong, right, indifferent. I hate to say I don't care, but I don't care. It's It's about mm-hmm. me being empty at the end of the day and at the beginning yeah. of the morning. It is about me making sure that I'm not holding on to stuff without having to sit and talk. And I feel like I get so many answers from God. Like It's like we're sitting having a conversation. And so I, I just challenge all of you, if you do not, if you don't now, start. I don't care if you get notebook paper. Just start writing how you're feeling about whatever is bothering you, whatever has made you happy, what has happened during the day. Like, I, this has just been, I feel so much lighter in spirit. So that's a, that's a good first starter. Be intentional about it and, and, and just let it, let it go. Let the pen hit the paper and let it go. Back over to you, Rodney. 
Tammy, I, um, uh, just to add on to what to, to what you were just saying, because I, I I love the part about um, wanting people to to I can't remember how you put it, but be like us or, or do what we want them to do. I think we also one of the things that will help us is recognizing that we are blind to the real person that we are afraid to lose. And what I mean by that is we're afraid to lose people for for different reasons because they are family or immediate family or we're afraid to lose people because, you know, they're our friends or they've been our friends for a long time or um they've done something for us recently or they bailed us out of something or because we hold them in a certain place. doesn't matter what it is. But I think that we have to be honest with ourselves and, and, and realize that we are blind to people. We are blind to everything that's negative about people. We refuse to accept the fact that the people who we are afraid to lose sometimes might have flaws worse than ours. They may not care about us the way that we care about them, but we're afraid to lose them. They may not see us the way that we see it, see them. They may not love us unconditionally the way that we love them, but we're afraid to lose them. And, I was sitting here thinking as you were talking about how often we put people on a pedestal and we don't even realize their struggles are worse than ours mm-hmm. because we start stereotyping. And we think that because it's the pastor who stands up in front of the congregation every Sunday and every Wednesday that his life is perfect or her life is perfect. And we forget that people are human. We forget that there comes a time in life where it might be time to move on. It's it's hard to accept the truth. Thinking about the whole Bill Cosby thing. I don't know what Bill Cosby did in his life. I don't know if the the accusations are true or false. I don't know any of that. But what I know is people don't know Bill Cosby, the the human being. They don't know Bill Cosby, the man. What they know is Bill Cosby, the character, Cliff Huxtable. And so in their mind, it's, I got to hold on to this thing that was a script, this thing that was fiction, even if it was realistic fiction, but this thing that was fiction, I got to hold on to that. And I feel like we do that in our everyday lives. We'd rather hold on to something that makes us feel good or that makes us comfortable, even if it's not real. Mm. So we stay in situations or we stick to people even if that 
thing between us or that thing that's keeping us together, even if it's not authentic, even if it's not genuine, even if it's not real. If it makes us feel good, we, we, we stick around people who continuously hurt us. If every now and then, they make us feel good. If every now and then, I'll tell you off or I'll cut you out and you change for a week, then it's all good. How many people have stayed in marriages like that? How many people have stayed with their boyfriend or their girlfriend in situations like that? But the guy will, you know, cheat on them, beat the woman upside the head, but Christmas time, Valentine's Day, and her birthday, he treats her well. And so she finds a way to defend him. We 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 have a tendency to, 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 to be okay with fake things. I don't care how many times we put that little 100 symbol in our text messages or social media. We have a tendency to hold on to things that are not real. Why? Because what we see oftentimes is not what's real. You got people that show up to family reunions, that show up to cookouts, that show up to business functions, company Christmas parties, fronting like their marriage is in its best state, and they're on the verge of divorce. Mm. And and people hold on to that. You get you you you. Um, <laughs> And I'm and I'm only talking about things that I that that I know, but I'm not gonna like put people's names out there, people's business. But you have people that have coveted relationships, especially in the church. Ooh man, like pastor so anointed. Oh pastor, you know, first lady is lucky, and they don't know the hell that the first lady is going through. All they know is pastor shows up every Sunday. They don't know what pastor did that morning. They don't know what he did that weekend. They don't know what he's going to do that Monday. And they think that these women are lucky, but they don't know the real story. You have kids living in mansions committing suicide, or either they're on the verge of suicide. Why? Because it doesn't matter how much money their parents have. doesn't matter how expensive the cell phone is or how many clothes they buy them. It doesn't matter how many trips they take them on to Italy, Greece. It doesn't matter that their parents can buy them everything that they want. These kids are not happy. And so we're seeing things, and we become jealous, we become envious, we become hateful. Because why did I have to be born to the poor, to the poor parents? Why did I have to be born to the single mother? And we don't realize we have it ten times better with our single mother in the projects or the trailer park than this kid does, who has both parents living at home in a five-bedroom house. 
we get caught up in what we see on TV. We think that what we see on TV is real. Even when we're looking at real things like the news, the news doesn't show you the whole picture. And that's another thing. We are so in tune to gossip and drama and garbage. That's what TV gives us. That's what we get from reality shows. That's what we get from the news. They feed us what we want. Because, see, if they were, how often are you at work and people are talking about educational programming that they watched on TV? Probably not often. But how often are they talking about the real housewives? How often are they talking about the football game? How often are people talking about, you know, something that's not educational? We don't have these conversations. Because, see, you can't start off an educational conversation with, girl, did you see? You can't, you, you don't start off educational conversations like that. That's why we don't, that's why most of what we see on Facebook is about entertainment. What's about drama? What's about violence? Because people dictate to us what we should be all about. And we accept it. We accept this as, oh, this is me. But it's not. I was talking to, um, I went to go and and, and uh, we've been looking at daycares and things like that. And um, I forgot who said it because it's just been real busy these last couple of weeks. But anyway, the, the whole point was the person was saying, um, and it may have been today, but the lady was saying, you know, people, when kids do things, at a very young age, when they're one, two, three, or whatever, people accept that for who the child is, and they label the kids, and they start calling them all types of names and associate associating them with all of these negative behaviors. And the lady said, no, they're children. We want them in social situations so that when they do things that are inappropriate, we can correct them. She said, and that's the problem today. We have stopped correcting children. It's not the end of the world if they do bad things or say negative things, but that's the time when you correct them. So you want them in social situations. You want them interacting with other kids. You want them interacting with other adults or with adults. You want them interacting. And it's not a horrible thing when they do something that they shouldn't because they're two. But at two, that's when you say, hey, you don't do that. Hey, you don't say that. Tammy, I got a question for you. Why are people so afraid of change? 
Because I think change makes people think that, that that there's something wrong with them, and we don't want to feel like anything's wrong with us. Like we want to think that we're these perfect people with these perfect lives and that to say change needs to happen here is saying that you think or I think I'm, I'm saying something's wrong with me. And let me tell you, there's something wrong with all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let me say this. I'm going to change that because I was telling someone the other day, I think it was Stella, we've been in deep conversation, but um, that I need to stop saying wrong, different, different. Because even to say something's wrong with someone, um, it just it just brings about um, I don't know it changes the atmosphere for me, and that's just just something that I just said I'm gonna stop saying that there's something different about you. You you mm-hmm. you are different. We're all different. So I just think when when we're afraid of change because of, of one. It is. It is. It seems like a loss because no matter good or bad, I think we are somehow attached to our lives, the good and the bad, and we just get stuck there. And it's what I know. And it, no matter what, it's what I know. So now to change, I have to change what I know. I'm gonna have to change, mm-hmm. in a sense, who I am. I'm gonna have to admit that there's something wrong here. Rodney, as you were talking, and I, I wish I could remember where I heard this, but I, I pulled out my, my book that I've been writing in, and I, I remember this. I don't know who said it, but she said, or he said, no resu- there's no, resu- no, no resurrection without crucifixion. And I thought, that's deep. <laughs> and so think about Resurrection and crucifixion. If you think, wow, that's 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 you know that's that's Jesus, he rose again. But we don't want to be crucified. And when I think about being crucified, taking up the things in your life, taking up that cross, nailing your stuff to that cross, no matter what it is, and following him, following your mm-hmm. purpose who you are and they went on to say we can't rise before the crucifixion so like until you die to yourself until you are so real with yourself like this is this this no this is it this is me you guys this this is this is how I'm feeling today this is what's going on and people don't want to hear the truth people don't we don't want to admit to our truth and so certainly we don't want to give it. And it's like when you were talking about the couples, Rodney. Um, I remember hearing in, in, in my recertification class that, you know, we were talking about how couples will, people in general, even even with funerals, you can relate this to funerals, but, but couples, let's stick there, uh, will go and spend thousands of dollars on vacationing and barely spend mm-hmm. Eight hours together on four or five day trip, or if and if they do, they're not connected. They're not really having fun because they just want to be able to say we went on a vacation, we post the pictures, we went here, we went there. You don't you don't know about what happened or what didn't happen or how they argued the entire time because that's what they've been doing at home. They argue mm-hmm. every day. 
but they'll spend three, four thousand dollars go on this 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 trip because this means that I'm part of this world. This means that I'm something. We're something. We can show the world. Hey, we can tell our friends we went. But you then then you won't spend a hundred dollars on counseling so that you can find a way to connect and really enjoy that vacation. And to the point where you may not even post, take pictures to post because you're so caught up in the moment. Because there was a time we didn't, even though we had cameras, all of this snapping here and there and there and here was not happening. And I think because we were different, we didn't feel the need to show everything. And I say everything nowadays. While out driving today, I would say 98% of the people that I saw were driving with their phones in their hands. And every time we stopped to alight, their eyes and their fingers went to working. Not that it wasn't working before we'd stopped to a traffic light. It's like, let me drive enough. Like, we want to be caught now. So we're so distracted until you can't, you, you, we have to be lost. Even the greatest of us all will be lost in this kind of world if we adapt to it, if we dance to that beat. And that's what we're doing. We're getting caught up in the shows. And you have to know whatever your your eyes are seeing, whatever you're hearing, is, is, it, ha- it will eventually have an effect on you. It will eventually have an effect on you. Listen to a sad song and tell me you don't start thinking about something. Or listen to a love song and tell me you don't start thinking about the current Jody or the past Jody or whatever. This stuff gets into your spirit. Mm-hmm. And if you never take the time to settle down to even get to know how we feel or to address how we feel, we won't find ourselves, or we will certainly lose ourselves more and more. We'll go deeper into those woods, deeper, and the deeper you get, the harder it is to come out. And that's why the change, right? And they're so deep. People are, have been going that route for so long, and they're so deep into it. Change, when you bring up the word change, some of, some of us think that we cannot change and that there's no change for our lives because, number one, we don't want to do the work because it's hard. It's hard to, to reverse this thing. It would be hard to find your way out of the woods if you were lost and you kept going thinking, I'm going to get to the other side, and you realize there is no other side. There's no <laughs> other you know, there's not another Rodney. There's not another Tamari. There's not another Tammy. Baby Jordan is not even here yet. There's not another Baby Jordan. She, I mean, it's just, so you, well, number one, you guys, we have to take care of ourselves without overcompensating and without needing approval. Like taking care of yourself is not selfish. But having such high regard for yourself, meaning where it allows you to be judgmental, where it allows you to think that people need to think like you, 
talk like you, eat like you, want to do what you want to do, and when they don't, then, like I would always say, well, something's wrong with them. No, they're different in that area. Mm-hmm. There has to be balance. There has to be balance, but you will not, you will not find anything from anybody that you're looking for that you've not first established within yourself, even down to respect. If you want people to respect you, but you don't respect yourself, you let people walk all over you. Like Rodney said, somebody can, can treat you so badly for five, six days, and they come along, and you let them. You let them. You're, you're so Miss Nice, Christian, whatever, whatever, until you won't even defend yourself. You won't speak up for yourself. And then you want the world to respect you? Really? That's not going to happen. So whatever you you feel you are lacking, whether it's respect, pay, whatever it is, you have not, you have not, Establish that within yourself. There's no respect for yourself. If you're looking for love, this and you fill that void, you don't love yourself. And that's a hard pill to swallow. I used to say all the time, oh, I know I love myself. I remember the day I questioned all of that. Like, how can I really love myself, and allow the things that I've allowed. Mm. And it kept accepted some of the things that I've accepted. That's a hard pill to swallow because it's easy to say, oh, I love myself. Oh, I know who I am. It's so easy to say that. Mm. But, Rodney, I think anybody who says that and it's not so, they know. Your spirit man talks to you because wherever you go, there you are. That is such a true statement. Wherever you go, there you are. Whomever you're with, there you are, even if you try to switch it up. And we do. We're different depending on where we are and who we're with. But wherever you are and whomever you're with, feel you. there you are. You are there. And your spirit speaks to you about your life daily. That's why you feel lost. That's why there's a need to find yourself. So whatever we do, we make a choice, whether we make a choice to be miserable or happy. So if you're miserable, you are making a choice to be there. If you're happy, you're making a choice to be there. If change is happening in your life, you are making a choice. To change. If your life is stagnant right now, full of negativity and drama, you're making a choice to be in the midst of it, period. And so it becomes about accountability, acceptance, and owning your truth. And your truth is just as much good as it is bad, it's just as much bad as it is good. And right now, I'm going to turn it back over to the last thing. Grief, and I think I shared this last week. I need to find out who I was watching because it's still under the same thing. But I remember saying grief is the price of love. Grief 
is mm-hmm. the price of love. And, and she said that would make grief holy. And that that's, everybody won't get that because I had to write it down, I had to think about it. But if we, don't, if, if in order to grieve, then we have to lose something. You have to, and you have to love what you lose. And you can't have one without the other. Happy, sad. For you to identify with sadness, you must have some idea of what it truly means to be happy. So there's no one way. This brings balance to us and to the world. Daylight, darkness, that brings balance to the world. It's needed. We need it all. So we have to be willing to just accept it, accept life as it comes to us, and be prepared the way you are prepared. Know who you are. Understand who you are. Accept who you are. And die to that every day. Pick up that cross every day. Nail it all there. And stop trying to nail it to the world because that's what we're doing. We're giving it to the world or trying to exist in a world that we have nothing to give and really nothing to give us unless we know who we are. Back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, I want to go back to to something you said a few minutes ago, and that is, uh, when you when you reference the word easy, I think that's <laughs> that's part of that, that's another problem that we have. It's easier to lose myself than it is to find myself. It's easier to remain complacent with who I think I am or who I am supposed to be. That's easy. Easier to not lose people easier just to keep them around even if they don't mean me any good it's easy and that's a struggle because most of us want to take the easy way out that's that that's what we live for we live for the shortcut we live for the shortest route, the shortest path, the easiest way, whatever's easy. It's easier for me to pick up a calculator than it is for me to do long division or for me to work it out. It's easy. And so because it's easy, That's what I would rather you give me. It's easier for me to go to the grocery store and get processed food and put it in the microwave for three minutes and sit down and eat it than it is for me to sit here and actually boil some water, cook some food, cut up some some food to put in the, the boiled water, to put something in the oven that might be more healthier for me. It's easy. 
I'm going to share this while we're talking about Easy, but um, over the past, I don't know how many years, I stopped counting, my <laughs> blood pressure has been high, cholesterol is always high, all of that. Um, but I'll focus on the blood pressure for now. And I remember I went uh, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than a month ago, I went to the doctor only because I needed a new asthma inhaler. But they made me come in. So I went in, and the doctor said, well, why don't you come back um, and get a physical because I'm going to put you on high blood pressure medicine because Every time you come, your blood pressure is high. It shouldn't be this high when you're this young, but you could, you know, easily change this with <laughs> um, diet and exercise, but I'm not going to even recommend you do that. Let's just go ahead and do medicine. And I refused <laughs> to do that. So what I did was, and I had already started working on it, but I even started doing it more. And it's been a little bit more difficult for me to work out like I want to, just because we've been so, to me and I've been so busy, but I continue what I was doing as far as like changing my diet, but like enhanced it even more than what I was doing. And so... I wanted to get a physical before the baby got here anyway. So this past Saturday, I was like, I'm going to get a physical. And I went to go get the physical, and my blood pressure, they gave me, I don't don't know what they were doing, but the girl said, well, it's still high. It's 159 over 102. And I was like, that cannot be right. Um, Because I knew that I had made some, some changes. And they had me there for like three hours because they were just moving slowly. And the doctor was like, well, come back in two weeks so we could, you know, look at your blood pressure again. And I said, well, somebody was supposed to check it manually when I got back here. And I guess, you know, and then the doctor was like, oh, well, I'll send somebody back. The lady comes back. She said, I don't know how the other nurse got 159 over 102 because your blood pressure is 110 over 70. And I was like, oh. Now, I could have accepted what they had been telling me all along. And I could have accepted the fact that they said, well, you know, you could you could rectify this through ex- diet and exercise, but we're just going to give you the medicine. And I said, no, nah, I'm not taking any medicine. So I made the choice, even though it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I made the choice every week to go to the grocery store and spend some time in there because I read everything that I buy. I would rather go in there and walk right back out. But it means more to me to be healthy and healthier than I was for my own good, for my wife, for my daughter. And so 
I spend a little bit more time in the grocery store now. I spend a, a whole lot more money in the grocery store now because all the healthy stuff costs so much. But I'm very particular about the things that I buy. But I'd rather do that. I'd rather challenge myself. I even, uh, we have a run club at the school uh, for the kids. And every chance I get, I go out there and I run with the kids. And even though it's not my thing to 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 run, unless I'm like playing a sport, because I'm like, uh, why are we just running for no reason? But it's a challenge to me. And so for me, it's like I'm not going to take the easy way out. But I think that's an issue that we have, and I even have that issue. And I don't really come out swinging until you push me up against the wall. So you back me in the corner. Like you can keep telling me that something's wrong, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, which is something that I have to work on. But I don't want to take the easy way out. The easy way out would be, yep, just give me some pills. I'll pop the pills every day. I don't want to do that. I'm going to do something that I hate doing. I would rather eat a bunch of greasy food. I'd rather eat burgers. I'd rather eat fried chicken than baked chicken. But at the same time, this is also more important. This is also a necessity. And not only that, I've lost 10 pounds in the last month. And so I said all that to say this. We have to start finding a way. As Tammy, we probably, there's probably, Probably has been our theme in 2018, but we have to find a way to start taking care of ourselves so that we can be there for other people and not trying to do it the opposite way. Because if you take care of other people first, when it comes to you, there will be nothing left over. And then the next time people need you, you won't be there for, for them either. And so I think that we have to get to a place where we're willing to have some quiet time. Mm-hmm. I visited a um, a daycare t- today at the YMCA, and one of the things that I noticed about every single room, and they take kids from ages six months all the way up to five years, but in, in but in every single classroom, no matter how old the child or the children are, there's a quiet space in every single classroom. And that's what we have to start doing. Find that quiet place. And whether you choose to meditate or if you want to sit down and come up with a plan for your for for yourself for your life um, go through the pros and the cons figure out your next step whatever it is that you need to do but find that quiet place and don't forget to include God in your decisions or whatever it is that you are f- facing or whatever it is that you need to do don't forget about him. 
but find that quiet place or find that quiet time. It, your quiet place could be your car. Your quiet time could be your commute to work or your commute from work. But find that place and find that time to just be quiet, to just take a moment to figure out what it is that you need to be doing or figure out where your life is headed. And you might find people popping in your head who don't need to be there anyway. And sometimes you don't even have to get rid of the people. The people will get rid of themselves if they don't like where your life is going or where where your life is at. The people will get rid of themselves. They'll fall off and they'll go find somebody else who's not ready to make change. Because people, because if they're not ready to move on, they'll 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 look at you moving on, and they'll go and find somebody else. The Bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's constantly seeking for people. So if he finds somebody, he says mm, can't devour them. Guess what? He's gone. When he when he when when Jesus had fasted for forty days and forty nights and went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and the devil realized he could not get Jesus to fall. Guess what he did? He left. So the devil is staying with you or around you is because you have not given him a reason to leave. Give them one. The people who mean you no good, give them a reason to leave you alone. You don't have to get rid of them. Just give them a reason. If you notice that you're always sad or you're always upset or frustrated, or or, uh, evaluate your conversations with people. If your conversations are never productive or they're never about um, doing something better, than what you're what what you're currently doing. Start telling those people, "Hey, I want to go back to school. See if they stick around." Or, "Hey, I don't want to talk about that today. I don't want to talk about anybody's business today. I don't care who's cheating on who or who's getting divorced or whose kids are acting up. I don't care about that stuff today." Let's talk about a business plan. Let's talk about going down and volunteering at a homeless shelter. Let's go feed some homeless people today. Change your conversation and see who sticks around. Will you still have the same friends? Will you still have or be close to the same family members? Just change something. Tammy talked about our, our, our trash can concept at the beginning of the show. Change something. See what happens. Make a change and see what you do 
and see what the people around you do. Make a change. Just see what happens. Tammy? Rodney, um, wow. Rodney's been on tonight. I've been just writing down my own personal notes because, again, you guys, we have to always be willing, I think, to to be a teacher and to be a student and to sometimes just listen. And you, this, the way that you, you, this last part that you said, people, I hope that you were listening because you have to be willing to change. Rodney threw out some good things, food, your diet. Like if your car, if, you're, if you put diesel in your car and that's not what it accepts, you can't expect your car to make it far. I don't even think it'll leave the gas station. So we have to be mindful. And that's not easy to do. Changing your eating habits is not an easy thing. But can we slowly go into it? Should we be able to at least give up, um, maybe drink a, a smoothie one time a day? Can we give up one meal for what we say we want and then see how you feel? Because that's one thing. We cannot, we're not getting anything from our food. Cause of what, and I, I, I will raise my hand that I, am, I, I need to be on that list as well. I need to do much better than I'm doing. Quiet time. Take some time to reflect. I rarely turn on the radio when I'm driving now. Rarely. It's silence. As I'm driving, I'm thinking positive. I may be singing positive songs that that uplift me. And like Ronnie said, you don't have to tell people to leave sometimes. Just change. Be open to the crucifixion because there's power in, in, and I'm going to find out who said that. Just be open to the crucifixion. Like you can't rise unless you first die to yourself. And what is it that you need to die to? And you don't get that in the midst of chaos. The devil can come and get anything he wants from us when we have not been in a place where we've allowed our mind to restore, to regroup to receive, to release, because you're in a state of confusion. You can say yes to something, and before the second ends, you change your mind completely, consistently. And journal, journal. Get your thoughts out. And, and stop dipping and dabbing in foolishness. Like Rodney said, I don't want to talk about that. I don't even want to hear it. And sometimes you just need to stop people and say, what can I pray? What can I pray about? What is it that you want out of this? What is it that you need? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to give up temporarily to gain what you want? And we got to pray. We I'm not I'm gonna get so I mean country on it. We got to get back to praying consistently and staying in God's word. We have dismissed that there's there there's a there's a world of darkness out there 
that hunts for our spirits, hunts for the for our very own life here, here. So we we just just kind of let go of Satan delights in division, in oppression, delights in it. And look at look at what's happening. I remember sharing a post, and right now I think I remember you that that you liked it or something. That pretty soon we're going to be divided by the sunlight. Like every time I turn around, it's 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 this that based on color, this that based on color. Some things we just don't need. Just doesn't need to be defined. If you're black, white, blue, green, Chinese, some things we're just human. Much of the things, but we as believers, we have to take that quiet time. We got to do better feeding our body with what we put in our body. We got to pray, and you got to understand that there is spiritual warfare happening around you. So stop feeding your demons and stop feeding the demons of other people. Because sometimes, Rodney, and I can't remember what you said earlier, but it made me think about I I have gotten to the point where if I know that this is a part, if, if I know people well enough and I understand that this is a part of your life that is truly keeping you down, like I, I recognize this demon or whatever it is we want to call it, I can't, I'm not going to feed your insecurity. I'm not going to sit here and feed it. Does it hurt sometimes mm-hmm. to, to, be, to step away? Absolutely. But when you truly want people to evolve and you want them to, to be happy and to walk in their purpose and to respect themselves and make people respect them or leave, you got to go. If you, if you don't, if we're not, if, we're, if we cannot dance, I'll say this, if we cannot hear the music, because you may hear Marvin Gaye and I might hear Sam Cooke, but music is playing. And let that be, but you cannot step to me with drama, disrespect, foolishness. So take some of these things away. Take them away. And die, be willing to die to yourself daily so that you can rise. Be open to that crucifixion. Be open to the things that you need to nail to that cross, but pick up the cross. If you need to nail insecurities to it, nail it there. Unforgiveness, nail it there. And nailing it there means, God, I'm owning it. This is part of this is this this is things that I'm dealing with. Because there, there's a quote, and right now, I'll turn it back over to you, and we can we can start winding it down. There's a quote that I want to find. Um, um, I keep wondering, how many people do you need to be before you can become yourself? Like, how many people do you need to go through? How many of you is are, are you dealing with? How many? And start being intentional about being consistent with who you are. Speak your truth. If someone disrespects you and you feel some kind of way, speak it. You don't have to say it nasty, ugly, 
and stop over-explaining because people are going, are going to only understand based on where they're coming from. I realized that I, I was over-explaining my actions, what I'm doing, trying to, if I miss something, oh, I don't need, oh, I just missed it, I'll get to it, da-da-da. I don't need to explain why I missed it, how I missed it. And let's move on. And we do that because we think that we're perfect people. We want to be perfect people with perfect lives. And we're not. We're not. So I hope this is helps someone right now. I'm gonna turn it over to you. I think um I don't I don't have any I say that. I don't have anything I that I can think of. Um Right now, um, we did pick up our concession grill, Rodney. It is absolutely beautiful. I don't know if I told you that, but we did pick pick the grill up yesterday. Um, and we're starting the, the process of getting ready to, I'm going to be back in the kitchen, I guess, <laughs> with, <laughs> with food. Um, Not, nothing so wrong with that. that. Yeah, other than that, you know, I got to eat. So, so, hey, that's a good thing. But other than that, no, uh, you know, nothing really, really happening. I got out today, and that was a that was a huge thing for me because I've been dreading. You know, sometimes we think we want things to happen, just happen. Mm-hmm. We don't want to work for them. But I hit the pavement today. I, 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 and it, it was, it was uh, freeing. It was freeing. So there's somebody out there that you've been, you, you want to do something. You keep saying. I need to do this. I need to do this because I've been saying it for a long time. But I'm like, I, I, I was selfish, foolish. Like I, I'm, I'm tired. I just want it to happen. I just want it to come to me, God. Just send it to me. You can do this. Just send it to me. You know, but, <laughs> but, and He can. But you know, yo, we ha- the lesson is out there in it, and the conversations that I got to have with people today was was godly like just absolutely amazing okay i got one more i gotta tell you guys this it made me think about today there's this homeless guy that i've been passing for months i see this guy probably eight out of every 10 times that i leave home and several several months ago i saw him i was out late um getting some medicine. Brandon was really, really sick and um had asked me if I would go and get some some mucinex or whatever. And so um this guy was there at the Walgreens that I went to. He was sitting at the bus stop, like under the covered bus area. So kinda covered. And I wanted so badly to just go and sit and have a conversation. But, you know, you think about safety. Like, and I, I told Jimmy about it. I was like, my heart was so drawn to this man. I don't know why. Like, I felt that he and I needed to have a conversation. I didn't do it. But since that was the first time I saw him, since that day, I see him everywhere. I never stop. I always want to. So today I walk in this place, and there he is. And so he's talking to a lady, and I ask her, what is his name? And she tells me his name, 
And so I do my business there, and I said, I have to tell you a story. I went over and I talked to him, and I said, I have to tell you this. And so I told him my story, and we had this beautiful conversation. And mind you, you you can tell he's homeless, and he's probably been homeless for a while. Um, not really intact, you know, as far as he was. He he brought out this magazine and told me all these things he had ordered for himself. And you know, I engaged in the conversation and made some jokes about it. So um, he tells me, okay, now when you see me, you stop and talk to me <laughs> and that kind of thing. I said, are you going to remember my name? And he looks at me and he says, no, I'm not going to remember your name. Your name is too hard to remember. <laughs> so, you guys, that was the light of my day. And his name was Napoleon. And so I said, Napoleon, you said Tammy is a hard name. But your name is Napoleon. And he laughed as if I was tickling him. And it was the most beautiful encounter. And I thought, okay, I got out today just to meet Napoleon. Regardless of what happens, if I get business or not, and I visited, I think, like 12 places today. But Napoleon was, I met Napoleon as I was on my way in, because I, I, I did them according, so I would circle back and start coming inward, to, so I'd be coming towards my house. And that was the light of my day, to have that conversation with Napoleon. And I can't imagine what it must have did for him, because I know we pass homeless people like they are beneath us. And sometimes we are one paycheck away from being right in that position. And we need to think about that. And I enjoyed that. And my little nice, nasty OCD self was holding Napoleon's hand. I'm hugging on him, and I don't even know him. And that was the highlight of the day. Another confirmation that I'm finding myself, which means, which I'm telling you guys, I was lost. And I still am in some areas of my life. But I acknowledge those things. So just be the best that you can be and be who you are. Back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, this this has definitely been a um, really good show, and, and I'm just going to end it with, uh, with this. And you guys, thank you uh, so much for tuning in to the show, and Tamari and I will definitely keep you posted. Um, with the baby and, and, and all of that. Um, I don't know if this will be my last show for a while <laughs> or if there's some kind of miracle and I'm back here next Tuesday, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but we'll we'll definitely keep you guys posted. And, and, and Tammy, I'm glad that you shared that uh, that story about uh, the homeless man that 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 you've that you've seen. Um, yeah. But I'm just going to say this to you guys um, in terms of finding yourself and, 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 and losing um, other people. If you've ever been home and you decided to, um, because you were hungry, or even if you just felt like it, but let's just say you were hungry. So you decided to cook some food. And think about 
what you like or what you like to cook, what you like to eat. You cook some food, and then a friend calls, says, hey, I want to come over. And they come over, and they sit for a long time. And you offer them something to eat, what you have prepared. You offer them something to eat. If they don't like or don't want what you have cooked, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to find their own food. They'll either wait until they leave or they'll order something, go pick up something and come back. It's the same thing in your everyday life. People will find their own way. If they don't like what you're serving, they'll figure it out. It's the same thing as them coming over your house and not liking what you've cooked. So you don't have to do anything. Do what it is that you want to do or what you need to do or both. You don't you, you don't have to do anything else. But if people don't like what you're serving, they'll find something else. If people don't like the decisions that you're making in your life, they'll figure it out. They'll be okay. Do what it is that you want or what you like. Because you are the one who has to answer for it. The same way you would if you were hungry. If you were hungry, you'd cook what you want to eat. Because no one puts anything in their mouth that they do not want. So don't allow anything in your life that you do not want. This has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. It has been a great, informative, uh, much-needed show, um, and, and and I can only speak for me, but, but definitely a much-needed show. Um, so we hope that you guys have gotten something out of it. We hope that if you joined us late, you'll go back and listen to the archive show of those of you who... Um, for whatever reason, uh, the times did not work out and you tune in to us later. Um, thank you guys for listening. Don't be afraid to let us know what you think or if you have a show idea, something that you want to talk about, um, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, but definitely reach us, re- reach out to us. Um, And uh, we look forward to being with you guys the next time. Have a blessed week and a great night, everybody. It's been a long
But I know 